Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode where we're going to talk about setting our office hours, work hours and location in Microsoft Teams. We're also going to be talking about how Viva Connections is going to send push notifications on our mobile devices and OneDrive is getting a simplified sharing experience. Let's roll it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the 365 Message Center Show. Check out our website at 365mcs.com for all the details about our show. And we're on all the socials at 365mcs. Daniel, those are, those are three interesting messages. I know there were quite a few that, that had updated and timeline mm-hmm. changes and stuff, but I think the selection we have this week is a good spread across the Microsoft 365 experience, especially that that headline. Um, the, I was just about to say oversimplified sharing. Uh, OneDrive <laughs> simplified sharing. Yes, indeed. I think we, we've got a great selection of topics here that we're going to be talking about this week. Um, so you might as well go ahead and subscribe. Uh, click that uh, thumbs up button there in team and teams and YouTube <laughs> in teams too. Sure. React there while you're at it. React yeah. while you're there. Because they're having a watch party, Daniel. Some oh, yes. teams actually mm-hmm. watch our episode via teams and they're like, yay. Yay. Mm. Um, and uh, make sure you give us a rating in the uh, podcast app, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, appreciate that. Um, so make sure that you also share, share mm. this episode out and tag us at three, six, five MCS. We'd love to interact with you on all the socials. How are you, Daryl? Oh, good. Daniel. Good. Uh, it's been a, a good week. Um, uh, working, we actually finished off our Viva engage project for our clients mm. and rolled that out to frontline and just had some really good, uh, fun on the, the last, uh, event, uh, launch event at, at head office um, awesome. so lots of cool pictures people putting up photo frames and getting selfies and all that sort of stuff and good food nice. um, so it's oh, good food. to see Wait. The, hey? you're talking my language now good food food all good right. food oh yeah all yeah, right yeah. Yeah. gotta get some good food in there yes well you know i'm actually ready to jump into it if mm. uh if you're okay with that no, i'm okay um, with that. and i'd like to talk about some retirement um, I'm here to announce. What, Daniel? Come on, no. Uh, no, wait. You're going to announce a retirement. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I you were going to say you're retiring. That's not great. Um, yeah, well, that is not the message, by the way. That's something that else we were not. looking at. So why? what is this important? Well, the message is it's all about the classic web part for stream. Um, that stream web part, uh, which we have been putting into our SharePoint pages for a few years now, displaying single stream videos or maybe a um, playlist or um, the trending videos. Well, in message MC561187, uh, we're saying goodbye to that web part. And this is part of that grand plan to gradually ease into um, using SharePoint for for all our stream videos. Uh, so it makes sense to to say goodbye to that classic web part. Now, uh, Daniel and and myself and a few of our clients, we've observed that over the recent weeks, uh, you can no longer upload videos to Classic Stream. It's in that read-only mode. So this is the next step. So what is actually happening here? This uh, the stream web part, you'll be happy to know that it will still be working, right? Let's fo- follow along with these bullet points here. Bullet point number one, your organization 
will not be able to use the Stream Classic web part after August 15th. However, it will be working. <laughs> not confused about this at all. It will be working for single stream videos, um, well, sorry, videos that have been embedded using uh, the Classic Stream web part, single videos. Um, so this means that uh, if it's already there on your page, they're not going to shut that off. It's not going to suddenly stop working, uh, which is good, because it might be a bit of a job to go back and try and find all of those videos and update it and change it. But um, you can't use it for new videos. Uh, you will need to use the, um, the file and media web part. That's one option. So that way uh, you'll have your video It'll be stored in SharePoint. You need to copy it over to the SharePoint site collection site, communication site you're going to be using. Point that file viewer web part to it and it will, will display it. The other option is you could use the hero web part um, and make that appear there and, and point because media now plays in that. Uh, you can use the embed web part. So grab the embed code when you've got the video in SharePoint and drop it into that. Uh, highlighted content is, is another way to say here find all the videos based on my search parameters and also that brand new list web part which lets you create uh, playlists for for your stream videos but the big point is here it's that gradual shift to using SharePoint um, modern SharePoint as your home for all your stream videos um, one thing Daniel uh, what was it you observed you're thinking like if it supports single videos and classic classic stream web part will work, then what what did you say about this? Uh, that that scenario around if the video was there or not there, or well, I, the really what I was thinking about on this is how um, if we're able to use it still, then you know things like um, if we edit a page. Mm. Right, remove the web part. I'm assuming, you know, the, we're not going to be able to add it back. Mm. Um, and so, okay, we are we have migrated these videos. Hopefully, you know, we're in the prog process of doing that. Uh, so you're you're definitely going to have to manage this whole process of using this classic uh, video web part on certain pages. You're going to migrate content videos from classic streamed into you know SharePoint. Uh, you know uh, this is going to be part of your process, right? Mm. Uh, of considering how are we going to manage all of these. But um, so it, it just was for me a little confusing though. Those first two bullets of you're not going to be able to have this, be able to use it. But oh by the way, you are going to be as mm. long as you've already been using it. Um, so I think that's just a, if it's there, it won't break until mm. 2025, apparently. Um, yep. But you're not going to be able to add it either, yes. which makes sense, right? Yeah, 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 it does. Uh, the Stream Classic that's currently in read-only mode uh, will still display your videos and you can get around to to changing that. I think, Daniel, um, at least what I'm observing is that a lot of organizations haven't even started this process yet. And mm -hmm. so let's just take a moment to remind people and organizations, do go through, make your inventory, start talking to the groups early about who owns these videos, because that's probably the hardest part of the process is getting mm -hmm. someone to take ownership to make a decision about whether they still want that video or not. That's right. And, and, then, and then do your migration. 
So um, that is uh, that is the case. Uh, Stream Classic Web Park will be retired on August 15th, but as Daniel said, it will still work as long as you don't make any changes to the video right up until February 2025. But lastly, get on with that migration plan, run your inventory. Um, okay, so our next message uh, around OneDrive and sharing experiences. Daniel, just fill us in there. What's happening? Yeah, this is OneDrive sharing experiences, improved external sharing in the sharing control, MC559250. This is not the headline that we talked about, although it does have some implications. And, and in fact, the screenshot here is uh, implicating that you've already viewed and know about the changes that are happening that we'll talk about in a little bit that were announced two days later. But anyway, so um, this uh, so this what this is basically saying is if when you go to share content in OneDrive and you put in an external person's email address, and of course, this is also if your organization allows external sharing, then it will pop up a prompt to say, uh, you know, this person is not part of your organization. And you can click continue to allow it or click cancel and it won't allow, you know, to, for you to um, to save that email. Now you're going to be able to do it again if, if you accidentally click cancel. But the magic that's happening here and it has some implications on what we're going to talk about in a little bit uh, later, but is if you say continue, you say, yes, I'm sharing with this person then it's actually going to change the sharing link from the default of, and in this screenshot, the default is everyone in my organization can view. It's going to change that um, internal only link to a specific people link. Hmm. Um, so it's doing that automatically for you, um, which is which is interesting. Because, uh, and I don't want to say too much because we're going to cover it in the next in the other message, but it is, um, I think they're the whole changing the link type is getting a little convoluted, mm. the process anyway. Um, so this is rolling and this is rolling out in targeted release late May, so now ish, um, and will be completed by early June and then standard release early June to late June. Um, Terrell, do you think this is um, something that is adequate enough to help people understand that they're, they're about to share externally? I think it's in line with similar prompts we see, like if you're attaching an, a file to an email and you're sending it and that person doesn't have access to it, mm -hmm. we get kind of a prompt to say, hey, do you want to actually share that with those people? Um, so that's good. I mean, it, it, of course, looks different here. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's good. And also in, in Teams meetings, mm. when you're adding an external person um, or you're going Teams chat, you're adding an external person and it says, oh, this person's not in your organization. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a little bit similar there. Yeah, I think it's important, but... Uh, it is good that it, it changes to a specific people link. Mm -hmm. um, I guess there's some thought sort of around in the background that, that sharing link, it's um, yeah, becoming specific, so you're maintaining the list of specific people. 
But I guess we'll hear more about this experience <laughs> too on, yeah. on a message or two um, from here. That's right. We'll, we'll mm. get to it. But um, I, I feel like this is bringing some intelligence in the sharing um, space around, you know, the links and all that. Um, because before you had to go and say, you know, change it. Uh, I, I feel like um, maybe, you know, it's a little bit more helpful. Um, you know, it the prompt may be a little bit annoying, but it, I think it's highlighting, hey, this person's external. Are you sure you want to share? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so it's rolling out now-ish uh, to targeted release and then next month for standard release. So uh, Daryl. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, you know, this interface change is good for sharing. How, let's talk about another interface change. Well, yeah, I think uh, this one uh, coming to Whiteboard is interesting. Uh, app user interface update for Microsoft Whiteboard. It's MC55929. Let's skip right down to our screenshots. Um, let's blow this one up, I think, here and help to... Yeah, that's enough. We don't have to go to full screen. Uh, so uh, describing it also for our audio. Let me pause here, Daniel. I've got into the habit of saying for our audio listeners, is there yes. any other kind of listener? Um, well, I guess you could be watching the video and only listening. But the, yeah. Okay. But if you're going to say audio, um, then maybe it's... For our podcast listeners, our podcast listeners, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Anyway. If you have an opinion about this, please write to, <laughs> well, mention it in the socials and, and start a chat with us because I think it's quite funny. We get into the habit of saying things like this. Anyway, describing it for those who are listening to our podcast, um, the interface change. Uh, okay, picture uh, whiteboard as it is today. Where do the tools appear? They appear on the left hand side. You can click on them. Yep. They'll, you know, you've got sticky notes, you've got pictures that you can add and all sorts of things. Um, now what we're seeing, and they're using whiteboard within Teams as an experience in the, um, in the screenshot. The toolbar uh, will now be in the middle of the screen, near the bottom, uh, and like if you click on, say, the sticky notes, for example, it's going to expand above that and give you a, a list of all the different colors that you might want to use for your stickies or text or whatever. So there's toolbars now in the middle down the bottom. Um, that's really the the, uh, the core change. There's a little bit of a change to the icons, I guess, but we don't know. It's a, it's a figma. It's a demonstration. Uh, the thing that Daniel and I were talking about is what is this making room for? In a Teams meeting, this makes sense, I guess, you know, uh, or maybe not. <laughs> but you've, you've got like this big working space. What I, what I have trouble with where this is placed now is that as you're choosing these things, you've got a toolbar which is now over the top of most of your content. And I kind of preferred it being on the left-hand side. Um, when whiteboard is used outside of Teams, it's going to be the same consistent experience because we know that whiteboard is whiteboard wherever it is now. So it'd be interesting to hear uh, your thoughts, listeners and viewers. See how I wanted it there? I kind of improved on it. Listeners and viewers, tell us what you think about the placement of mm-hmm. the toolbar for uh, for this whiteboard. Daniel, what do yes. you think? 
Yes, please do. Because uh, I think uh, Daryl has an opinion about this. Uh, I have an opinion about this, but we want to hear your opinion. Hmm. And let's have a debate or a conversation on the socials. Remember to at mention us at 365MCS and we will jump in. Yes, yes. Um, so back to our message on that. We've got some more details. Uh, yeah, and there's an example, another screenshot, which shows when someone's added a picture to it that you can uh, get to other tools uh, through your three dots menu on that same toolbar. Uh, it's This feature is going to appear automatically in Whiteboard Web, Teams, and the Windows app for all customers. Uh, as you'd expect, because it's web-driven, it's going to appear there for everyone. When is it going to be changing? Uh, rolled out in early June. So in about a week or two's time, it'll start rolling out and be completed late June. I'd like to share some things with our watchers and listeners. Um, some behind the scenes things. We, we sometimes make production notes on messages. Mm -hmm. And the production notes on this message, and I'm going to oh. read it to you literally. I'm not going to embellish or anything. It says, keep it quick, period. No, really, period. Okay. Just wanted to throw that out there. You made your point, Daniel. I didn't keep it quick. Next message. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so uh, tell us, Daniel, about this next message. Uh, something to do with Viva Connections. Oh, having fun on up here. Um, the next message is updates to Viva Connections desktop experience. MC double five double nine three zero. Um, and I'm just going to let you know that I disagree with the first sentence. So I'm going to read it to you. And then I'm going to tell you how I disagree with it to improve the experience for users. Okay. I'm just going to stop there because I actually think this doesn't do that. Uh, so basically what they're going to do is they're going to change the feed that shows up uh, on the vertical section in the Viva Connections desktop experience. Now this is uh, Viva Home, okay? So if you've already set Viva Connections to show your SharePoint site, right? Your, if you have an internet or a landing page, you've already switched it to where it doesn't go to Viva Home, then, uh, then okay. But if you use Viva Home, this is, this is the experience going to be changed. They're going to take the feed that shows now in the vertical section and they're going to move it down below the sections for resources, the sites you follow and everything else. So um, you're going to see first thing is all the Viva uh, links and then the dashboard and then the resources and sites you follow and uh, the uh, frequent sites. And then you get to the feed, mm. which is really the only dynamic part of the page, mm -hmm. right? Everything else is pretty stagnant. Yep. Um, so uh, I, I say I disagree with that first, uh, I guess it's six words to improve the experience for users. I disagree. I don't think it improves it. I think it hurts it. Um, now I do understand if you come to this page and there's nothing in your feed, it looks silly because it says there's nothing there. Right. But in an organization where content's recreated and things are being shared, it, there's always going to be something in that feed. Hmm. So uh, what do you think, Daryl? Do you think this is a good change, a bad change? Uh, I, when working with organizations, helping them with the VV connections and some of them engage as well. Um, 
they generally want to get their news in front of people and communications first. And that is actually one of the more engaging things about this employee engagement platform. <laughs> mm. uh, you see how I packed all the engagements in there. Yes. Um, so the company feed being at the bottom of the screen, you know, we in web thinking and design think about the first fold. Why do people come to an intranet page more frequently? Probably because they want to get to their links to get off to that next thing. Um, so they, they, they're not going to see news at the bottom of the page. Mm -hmm. um, they're not going to see their uh, trending conversations and their engage groups if, if the org users engage. Uh, but what they will see is a dashboard, which one would hope has been developed to be dynamic. Maybe to show you tasks. Ish. Yeah. We've seen it. I mean, of course, there's a lot of um, Viva promoting things on here, but if, if you've managed to get a, a Teams web app to work or uh, something else that you've developed, um, maybe that will be great. Coming down to resources, frequent and followed sites. We mm -hmm. all have opinions about frequent sites and how accurate it is. Yeah. So that I'm... was another roundabout, longish way, keeping it quick, Daniel, with my opinion. Well... <laughs> No, I, I mean, I just feel like it's, I don't, I'm wondering if there's something else, another reason premise that it's to help the user experience. Mm. Uh, maybe there's a technical reason or maybe there's some other reason, but I wish they would share it instead of just saying it's to improve the experience. Cause I don't think it is. Uh, mm. So this will be rolling out late May. So now-ish uh, completed by early June. So quickish. Hey, I just, I, is there another new, it's a new ish word. We're going to have to get a, a whole raft of ish words onto a t-shirt sometime. Yes, we it? are. Um, so let's stick with uh, Viva Connections in our announcements. Will okay. you please, sir? Yeah, I will. I will stay with it. And we'll talk about that news, which we feel is important. And so here's something in service of making people aware of that news. Viva Connections News Notifications, MC55932. Uh, this impacts uh, your experience on mobile. So while it talks about news notifications, it's talking about mobile push notifications for news authored in SharePoint. If you have the Viva Connections app installed on your phone, and like with most orgs, what they will do is pin it so that it's there and it's available. Then... Uh, if someone authors SharePoint news on a site that you follow or frequent, or it's an organizational news site, you're going to get a notification to say that there is news that's been published. Um, there's a couple of other scenarios where you might get a notification. Uh, someone comments on a news post that you authored. Someone has liked a news post that you authored, and maybe your name has been mentioned in the comments of a news post. So yeah, a few good reasons to get those notifications. Um, actually, I did say, Daniel, it says news that is published uh, to a site that a user follows or frequents. I did mention the third one, which actually isn't in this list, so I have to be accurate. Um, organizational news, I would think, causes a notification because it's important. I would think so, yeah. But it's not in that list there. So it's going to make you aware of news. Uh, how frequently, you know, uh, if you're in an organization which publishes five or 10 organizational news, and then you've got all those other sites that you might frequent and follow and people contribute, how many news posts are you going to see? 
Will you see them in your team's activity center? Hmm. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I've. Here's the thing. I think what's going to happen um, frequently, maybe not most of the time, maybe not all the time, but frequently, is that people will have their team's notifications set to where they get no, you know, notified, push mm-hmm. notifications, and then now they start getting news, SharePoint news. Okay, but what happens in that day when there's 15 of them posted? Mm. And then they're ding, 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 ding. Okay, okay, I'm turning this off. Now, because it's Teams notifications, now I'm not going to get Teams notifications either, right, if I if I turn my notifications off. So I feel like I like this, but I also feel like it should um, possibly be intelligent to go hey, maybe we should roll these up to where it says, hey, there's a new news item. Mm. And in, unless I click on it or dismiss it, it doesn't pop up a new one to say, oh, there's a new news item. It just keeps it under that same thing to where yeah. if I click on it as a notification, it takes me to the listing of all the news items. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So it's not overwhelming me with the 15 news items. It just says, hey, there's new news. Hmm. That I, but here's the thing. I don't know if that's what's going to happen or not because there's no screenshots. There's no details as to what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the only thing it says is when opened, and I'm guessing that's the notification itself. When opened, notifications will take users directly to the news content in the Viva Connections app. Um, but that's the only indication. So maybe it is just it's a one notification per news item. Hmm. I mean, that that's a good thing that it's taking you through to the news and you're viewing it within I connections. 100%. Yeah. It's, it is. But again, if you're How being many? overwhelmed with these, <laughs> then you might go, I'm going to turn the notifications off. Yeah. And that has effects in other areas. So... So I, I, I would hope, like you, that there is a new notification category for Viva Connections and that you can tune them to show news notifications like this or not. Nice to see that it, it will obey your quiet hours or if you've turned off notifications, but we want kind of something in between to say, you know, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm okay with it, you know, um, I can see it from a Corpcom perspective. Don't let people turn off news notifications if they have it. New Teams notifications turned on. But again, I would ha- I would rather them roll up to say, you know, if there's three, mm. you know, all at the same time or or until the person has actually looked at it, then just roll it up to where it's not three separate messages. It's just one. They click it and it takes them to a summary of all of them or something. I don't know. Mm. That, that's what I'm saying. I, But I don't know what it looks like. Sure would be nice to have a screenshot here. Uh, what, you, what do you need to do to prepare? Nothing. But nothing. you might want to notify your users of this update. Perhaps you could do it using a, a news, news post. post. <laughs> um, so this is uh, rolling out uh, standard release uh, early June so next week expect to be completed mid-June we will know very soon and uh, let's talk about that when it arrives mm-hmm. yeah Daniel um, back to OneDrive our headline mm. for this week yes our headline is OneDrive simplified sharing MC560718 
And I alluded to it in the other OneDrive message we talked about, but the sharing dialogue is going to change. Uh, they're, they're simplifying it in, in that um, they want, and I feel it, I, I understand why. We, it seems like every time you do a sharing, you have to, there's multiple things you have to do. And they want it to be simplified. They wanted to just put in the person's name, put a message and click the button. Right. Or if you just want to grab a link, click the link, copy link button and go. Um, however, <laughs> um, what I, it, it, it's going to default, obviously, just like it does today. It's going to default to your organization's default sharing. Uh, in this uh, dialogue, it's the uh, everyone in the organization with a link um, kind of sharing. And so, when I go into this dialogue and I start typing someone's name, I type in Daryl's name because he's in my department and I click send, then that's going to be a link. I'm assuming that's going to be a link that is anyone in the organization can use. Right? So that means then Daryl can forward that email off to anybody else and they will in the company and they will be able to view it as well which is what that means. Now, if I want to change it, okay, you can, but you have to click on that gear, that settings gear, and you'll be able to change it. Now, we don't know what that looks like, what that experience looks like. Is it the same as it is today with the different radio buttons and, and all that? I don't know. Um, but I, I feel like if they really wanted it simplified, that that area where it says people in Kotoso with a link can view right above the copy link, that would be like a drop down, like change that to specific link with the yeah. only, you know, only people with the link or anyone with the link, you know, meaning anonymous mm -hmm. uh, or whatever, whatever's allowed. Um, I feel like that would be, be most excellent. Now in the previous message, we talked about that. If you put in an external person's name in who you're sharing in this with, it'll pop up and say, you sure you want to do this? Yes. Then it's going to change that link automatically to, to specific people mm. um so that i think it's going to be interesting to see will they change this even more down the road to where it's um even more intelligent um i don't know what do you mm. think Daryl, on this well yeah like we were talking about while we're preparing this episode that i think the 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 choice or the scope who is this what what audience does this link work for people in my organization that needs to be more prominent um, where it used to be near the top of the screen. It was quite clear and you kind of, you could go through the thinking like, I'm going to share this thing. Who's it going to be available to everyone on my org? Okay. Who am I going to send it to? Here it is. It's now sort of tucked away and I don't think people are going to see that. And, and if they do want to change it, it does feel wrong to have it sort of hidden one step away. Um, I know it's like, speeding things up and but it's not really making people as aware of who is uh who is in the scope of this as much yeah i think that's that hits on the little the hesitance i have with this which is yes it's quicker right you click it you put in the you know the person's name or you just grab but if you put in the person's name add a message click send you're done Woohoo! i'm on to the thing but what you just did was accepted the default of anyone in the company can now view that, hmm. right? If they have the link. And so um, 
which may not be a bad thing, but it may actually be a bad thing. <laughs> um, you know, if you're trying to share a document that you're creating that's talking about how you're laying off half the workforce and you share it with someone and then that person shares it with everyone in the organization, posts that link to the internet via news post, and then everyone gets a push notification to their mobile mm. and they all look at it and go, wait, you're laying everyone off. You know, um, so I feel like it just it's making it too fast when the default may not be what you want um yeah i don't know I, well i have another thought on this daniel and it relates to all this copilot news and mm. that copilot will discover you know what everyone has yeah. access to yes but at the very time when we need to be more aware of these choices uh, and making them mm -hmm. you know we should be seeing yep. that but the, the one difference, though, you got to remember is that not everyone has access. When I click this button and I send it to Daryl, mm. it's not that everyone in the organization has access. It's they have access if they have the link and click the link okay. because they don't gain access until they click the link. Ah. Back in, in the back end, that's what's happening. I have to click the link mm -hmm. and then it goes, oh, Daniel, or in this case, if I shared it with you, Daryl, my organization, Okay, Daryl now has access because it's granted through this link. Mm. Mm. So, um, even Copilot, you know, that kind of discoverability and all that, yes, it does, but only for people who would click it. And, and th that goes for search as well. Um, so, but I feel like it is not that more discoverability issue. I think it is more of a sharing issue of a, hey, I'm going to send this on or, you know, malicious or accidental. Um, so we just had everyone, I think, here's what I'm saying. Please pay attention to what you're doing. And unfortunately, <laughs> what we know is that people don't. <laughs> people don't read email and they don't look at dialogue boxes. Uh, they don't look at all the details. And I think um, it should be a little bit more prominent as to who this is getting shared to, what mm. kind of link, I guess, this is being created. So this is rolling out late May, so now-ish. Complete by early June, so uh, early-ish, soonish. Um, sorry, soonish. Uh, and the uh, early June for standard, uh, late June. So it's coinciding with that other change with you know adding the external people. Mm. I want to set my work hours um, and location in Teams. Can you? Can we make that happen? We certainly can, Daniel. Uh, we can. Yeah, finishing off our week of the messages. Uh, mes finishing off our week of messages. <laughs> we did have one recently uh, talking about being able to set our work hours and location in Outlook, saying, here's when I work, and these are the days that I plan to be in the office or working from home. And now we have a uh, complementary capability within Microsoft Teams, MC56118. That's uh, up near your status note where you might um, change, you know, telling people whether you're available or you're out for lunch or whatever and you leave yourself a note there. You will be able to change your location to office, remote, or you can clear it. Uh, now, when would you use this? At a whim's notice, right? You Maybe you are dashing out to, um, or maybe you're changing to, from working in the office and you're going to head home early. So you want to change that. How does this fit in with Outlook and, uh, and those settings that have been introduced 
uh, earlier or they are coming to your org shortly. Uh, if you are setting them up so they're a regular thing with your work hours and that you plan to work on certain days, uh, that they will be reflected in your calendar. You'll see them along the top of your calendar in the kind of the all day space where all day appointments are. Uh, and you can change it there for the week. I plan to work in the office on Wednesday this week instead of Tuesday. Great. Um, teams will override that for the day, the moment. So if your plan changes even more at a whim's notice, then uh, you will override it here. Now, we don't really see much of an indication in this message as to whether your Outlook settings will automatically change your team settings, but we think that's how it will work. And I think yeah. we need to kind of confirm that. So if you don't set it, it's going to get its cues from your calendar, just like with your availability, it'll see that you've set, I'm planning to work in the office on Tuesday, it'll set it. But if you want to do it manually, you can do so from Teams. I think it's a really good thing to be able to say to your team, where am I working from? So that you can mm -hmm. increase the chances of connecting in person. Agreed. Absolutely. Mm. And if you want to go and work, this makes it easier too. If you're like, Hey, it's 11 o'clock. I'm going to go work from a coffee shop for a couple hours. So I'm remote <laughs> and I go work from a coffee shop and then I'm, I come back to the office. I can click office again. So Daniel, in that scenario, I'd want to be able to change the icon from my home to a coffee cup. <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be but nice. I'll just say a quick salute to that famous phrase that we've finally reached parity with Skype for business. <clears throat> This was a feature we used to have in Sky for Business. Yeah, there's there's other features we don't have yet. So I think we're gonna yeah. keep saying that's yeah, not yeah. parody. It's you remember it though, right? This one it, feature. It knew yep. which network you're on. It could change mm -hmm. based on your stuff. Anyway, it's it's good, and this is rolling out in uh, targeted release. We have begun rolling out, and will be completed late May. I actually mm -hmm. see it in my own experience. And in standard release, it'll be uh, rolling out early June, completed early August. And Indeed. that is the show. That is the week. Thank you, Evan, for joining us. Uh, we, we ran over because we had some interesting stuff. And we continued to deliver value. That's what it was. We will chapterize this video if you haven't already noticed. The chapters are down there. Hopefully you could see that you could skip yep. around to your very favorite messages. Because it delivered value, we'll say it again. You want to be able to like this video so that it raises its profile to help others. You've surely um, clicked subscribe. And you also want to tell other people about this uh, message surely. center episode. On surely you've already shared this episode hmm. already. Yeah, yeah. You paused and hit share and already did that. Surely. Yeah, or maybe they live tweeted right mm, so they're like do it do yeah. it yes well thanks for joining us everyone we'll see you again next week and um uh, yeah see you on socials Bye bye, bye, -bye.